Now, first on the vaccine mandates. It's now a proven fact that being vaccinated and boosted neither protects you from contracting the virus nor spreading it. And more shocking is the new data that the vaccinated are more likely to contract Omicron than the unvaccinated. Now, a fantastic piece today in the Wall Street Journal correctly notes one preprint study found that after 30 days, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines no longer had any statistically significant positive effect against Omicron infection. And after 90 days, their effect went negative, i.e. vaccinated people were more susceptible to Omicron infection. Yeah, I mean, I can't claim to really have like a secret knowledge um, or like some kind of divine revelation as far as like on the upfront. In other words, it's like saying, you know, yeah, I pray. I'm a man of faith. Um, it's all I got, really. Um, but I can't really say that I have some kind of secret knowledge that other people don't have. I almost feel like common sense would be a stretch or maybe just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like I, I, I typically would like to think that people have a similar level of intelligence that I do. I don't think most of the time I, I don't really go walk around thinking I'm smarter than everybody. Um, you know, I think different people have different, um, knacks, uh, as far as different hobbies, different, uh, I mean, well, some people like they spend their time learning about different things. Not everybody spends their time learning about music production. Not everybody spends their time, um, learning um biology not everybody you know i mean so you know the whole idea of a know-it-all or whatever it's like that you know i just don't look at this whole covid19 thing and the whole vac situation um i don't look at it like i've got some kind of secret knowledge from you know the lord or something it's like you know yeah i pray i ask for guidance but generally speaking, I, and I'm not trying to deny my faith in any way. I'm just saying I just don't think it takes like some secret knowledge or whatever just to understand the risks that a human being is taking any time that they're putting something in their body. These days, I'm talking about these days, maybe at one time, you know what? It, it wasn't like that. We didn't have to worry about it. But it seems like now. We got to worry about the food we're putting in us. We got to concern ourselves with when we go to the, you know, the, the doctor, uh, that it, when they, they're trying to act like, oh, well, we got your best interest in mind, you know, and all this. It's like, I, I don't trust somebody just because they're a doctor, you know, because the way I see it is that there's just too many variables, you know, that will remove 
you know, you know, wise, good, sound judgment from a human being. So someone in the position of a doctor, um, they really have a lot of power in some sense when they have the ability to administer something that can either heal you or it can kill you. So I, I just, I tend to look at medicine a different way than the way I was brought up. I mean, I, I just don't perceive things the way I used to. I, I mean, I might sound like I'm anti-doctor, anti-medicine and all that stuff, but I'm not. Um, I just tend to think more naturally. I tend to want facts. Uh, I don't want someone else, you know, thinking they have too much power over my health decisions. And uh, when it comes to the vaccine, yeah, I mean, I, something that's a little bit encouraging. I, I'll play a video that I stumbled across um, of a rally that took place in Washington, D.C. about a month ago. It was called a Defeat the Mandates rally. And a uh, particular doctor, uh, Richard Orso, Dr. Richard Orso, he was delivering a speech. And it was kind of encouraging to think, man, you know, uh, there's there's more people um, that are thinking somewhat like me, especially when doctors are willing to stand uh, for what what's right in this situation, uh, because a lot of people have lost their jobs, supposedly, you know, whether they took the vaccine or not or whatever. I don't, I don't know the details, but I've heard different things that refusing the vaccine was like in some places was an automatic. You're losing your job. You know, uh, whether it's military, police, nurses, doctors, whatever. And um, I think that's ridiculous, utterly ri ridiculous. It's, there's the, actually, I don't think there's a, enough of a word that would describe how, how ri ridiculous I think that is. However, anyways, I'll play this video. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a little encouraging to me to hear this. We are not one doctor. We are 17,000 doctors. That's more than the NIH, more than the CDC, and more than the FDA. These are all signed and verified. There are powerful forces against us, as you know. The news media. Does anybody trust the trusted news media? Do you trust the CDC and the FDA? Do you trust Fauci? All right. We've been fired, censored, erased from Wikipedia, but we're standing strong because we are with you. So today, Again, we represent 17,000 doctors and scientists and humanity. We have three virtually indisputable recommendations backed by high-quality data. And I have one ask for you today. Today, you are going to hear the truth. And I ask you to have courage and join us to help our future, future generations Resist this tyranny.
mean, when somebody, you know, says, well, uh, you got a family doctor or, you know, I'm like, no. Um, you know, if they say, when's the last time you had a checkup? I'm like, well, I don't remember because most of the time I don't go get checkups. I mean, I try to take care of my health. I try to learn things, you know, and in a time like this, we have no excuse of why we can't know so much more than, than times past because of the internet, because of, well, not just because of the internet, but also because I can go to a, a library to more than one library and I can go read a bunch of books. I really don't think that some of the people in this country, in the current country I live in, the United States of America, or even in the world, I don't think people deserved. Now, some may. I don't know. I'm not trying to go into that. I'm, I'm saying I, I say that I don't think a lot of people deserved, you know, to be deceived on the COVID-19 matter. Nor do I feel like they deserve to be deceived um, by a supposed vaccine with unknown ingredients in it or either that or just they didn't care to look at the ingredients before they let somebody shoot that stuff in them. You know, I'm not going to back down and I would hope that a lot of other people catch wind of the idea that if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for whatever. You know, I, I guess it's you're, you'll fall for anything is what some people would say. And I, I mean, it just. I see it at the place where I work. That you've got people. There are people that almost look at me like. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not falling in line, almost like, well, what's wrong with him or he's one of those crazy non-vaxxers or anti-vaxxers or whatever. And, and, and it's, it's so strange to me to see how divided, you know, we are on this topic, you know, it has to come to an end. So, I mean, really it is ridiculous to assume that someone is not intelligent or paranoid or schizophrenic or something like that because if they have reasonable um suspicion of a thing you know why why act like everything is a conspiracy theory i i, do, I just don't think everything is a conspiracy theory i don't consider this to be a light issue. I don't consider this to be a small issue when you've got people that want to normalize indoctrination when we when I when I can clearly see that on a uh, I'm at the gym earlier uh yesterday whatever and I see a a commercial on the TV while I'm working out um, advertising, uh, this waterproof vaccine card. And it has these people, uh, walk in this restaurant and they're all happily, you know, merrily showing their, their vaccine card so they can go in and eat, you know, and not that we, any of us really need to go to a restaurant to eat publicly. Um, you know, you could cook at home. It, it wouldn't hurt you. 
But, but you know, the idea of public life and just the whole idea of, like, the Third Reich and, you know, the Nazis and, you know, some of the things we hear about that, you know, it, it's just like, for one, I believe they're setting people up for the Mark of the Beast system. For two, it's like, why in the world would any American tolerate this garbage? And I've lost jobs over refusing to wear a mask. Um, well, some would say it wasn't because of that. They would say it was because of my attitude or because of my overreaction or something like that. And I'm just like, man, I tried to take the stand for as far as long as I could. Now, my current job, I have to wear a mask every day. It's strange because there for a few weeks, um, it was like they, they reinstated the mask mandate, even for the vaccinated for a few weeks purely based off of, I guess, something that was in the news. Um, so it's like, to me, it's like one big social experiment. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, so for a few weeks, everybody had to wear masks, but then, you know, somebody decided, oh, well, the vaccinated, if you're fully vaccinated, they, they said, if you're fully vaccinated, then you don't have to wear a mask. And I've, I've seen some people, people I thought were smarter or more intelligent or people that are just d decent, reasonable people. I've seen them get the vaccine for, for reasons that I just thought were silly. One person that I know um, said that he just got tired of getting tested you know, when he went, wanted to go to concerts. Now, I'm sorry. I think it's silly. If he listens to this and he hears that, I'm sorry if that offends you. But I just think it's a it's a goofy reason to put something in your body that you don't know exactly what it is. And I understand how that over the years, many of us have put things in our bodies that we didn't precisely know what it was. I, I, I mean, all of us have put something in our body, not to go into great detail or anything, but a lot of us have put something in our body. We didn't know exactly what it was. I mean, heck, I've noticed how easy it would be for someone to slip something in somebody's drink at the, at a restaurant or, you know, whatever. But, you know, there's a point where you're anytime that you're out in public, you know, in many situations in life, you're taking a risk. You're taking a risk anytime you eat or drink anything anymore, um, whether it's GMO food or whether, you know, genetically modified or whatever, or whatever. I mean, whether it's if you smoke, you know, whether it's whether you vape, whether you get, you know, go to the store and get a six pack. I mean, how do you know what that company's putting in that stuff? And I mean, I mean, there is a point where it may sound extreme. But man, I mean, it, it's just, we're taking risks every day with what we're putting in our bodies. But when it is possible for you to find out what is in something, it would probably make sense to find out what's in it. And when you've got something as serious as a vaccine, a supposed vaccine that has serious 
ingredients. When I say serious, I mean like, in other words, I don't, I don't know much of a other. I mean, I'm not, I'm not educated in the medical field enough to start popping off a bunch of, you know, specific uh, names for ingredients or whatnot. But from what I've heard, some of the ingredients that are in these vaccines, uh, especially the, uh, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, it's like, man, I mean, why in the world would you want to alter your DNA in any way, shape, or form? And some would probably try to explain it away, like, well, when you talk about mRNA, when you talk about, um, you know, altering the DNA or in any way, they'll, they'll try to have some little biological explanation where to make it sound like, you know, that's what all vaccines have, have always done. And I, I beg to differ because... To me, you know, for one, I've always been anti-vax. I just didn't stand so hard against it. You know, when it came time for my daughter, for example, to get her vaccines, you know, I I was like, well, why does she really got to get it? My ex, she insisted that she get the, because she just, you know, she's the kind of person that just conforms. You know, even though the Bible says don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, it's like she's one of them kind of people, though she claims to be a Christian, that she just seems to conform to the world. It's so strange to me to like say you're something, you subscribe to a particular belief system, and yet you know that the Bible says that, but yet you can't see how that you compromise and how you conform to the world. It, it's it's kind of it's silly. It's like, what's the point? of reading the Bible or claiming you believe it. If you're not going to understand some of the, the simplest and yet wise warnings, instructions that it gives. Now I'm not going to start talking about marriage, but I'm going to say in many instances in our, in our life where it's like people have whatever reasons that they have to do one thing or another and excuse themselves from accountability and some some people deserve the negative consequences that they get but i i believe there are people that don't deserve the negative consequences of COVID-19, the vaccine, just all this stuff. I mean, I mean, I've heard horror stories of things that people have had to suffer because of the vaccine, you know, whether it's miscarriages in women, whether it's blood clots that's caused heart attacks and strokes and even death, whether it's um, just neurological side effects, uh, Whatever. I mean, you know, these are things that are really going on. And it's not mincing words when uh, when we hear from him. Apparently one of the whistleblowers is brave enough to come forward and give a name or I would not have allowed you to come. To yes, Senator. So we've got three whistleblowers who've given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, D-O-M-P-H, Dr. Samuel Sigloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and flight surgeon. All three have, att- have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Of, uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing 
that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A thousand. Ten times. That's ten times rate, and obviously that resonates. 83,000 per year, to, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for your stance on the corruption. That's precisely what it is. They know this, and Senator, uh, when these doctors are attacked, not necessarily the people in this room, I'm give, not given names, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off, and I'm the one telling them where to go. I'm going to keep doing that. Senator, we also have, uh, let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 9-28-2021, Project Salus Weekly Report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist, supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically, 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The Secretary of Defense needs investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. And thank you so much, Senator, for having the courage to stand against these special interests. So, and it does take a lot of courage because we don't know what's going to happen to him as they attack him, his family. I mean, you would think death was, you know, a big enough deal to say, hey, I'm not going to risk, you know, um, putting this in my body, especially if I think I can just deal with COVID-19. Oh, I lost my taste for a few days. You know, here's the thing. I never experienced that. Um, I think maybe I have the blood type that may be immune to COVID-19 or something. I don't know. Um, I don't think I ever got it. Never went and got tested for it. I don't think I, I think I've been sick maybe once in the last two or three years. Um, it, you know, I, I'm just saying that I've been around people that's had it. I have had family that, that, that caught it and it's like, it wasn't that bad. And even though it was like a bad flu for two or three days for my dad, that's like 63 or four or whatever. It, it's like he got over it and he didn't need to get the vaccine. And he, you know, to me, it's like, well, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but I know him well enough to know that he isn't that healthy. Um, his eating habits is, you know, you know, the amount of alcohol that he's consumed over the years. I mean, you cannot tell me that he is in good health even before that. Okay. So I know him well enough to say that it's like, I think his immune system could have been stronger. So I don't think it takes a doctor or a brain surgeon to, you know, to understand 
We have an immune system, okay? And there's times where when you are nourished properly, that your body will function properly, the immune system will function properly, okay? But when you're malnourished, it makes sense. I don't know why this wouldn't make sense. You know, I, I've, I've seen people literally explain this stuff away in, in some other fashion or just make excuses. And I'm just like, what? what? I mean, why is it not common sense that there's a reason why there's vitamins and minerals and the, and the vitamin and mineral industry obviously is making money because otherwise, why would you have, you know, you know, franchises and stores that sell strictly vitamins and all that, all that nutrition is supposed to be in our food. So you go to the grocery store, you buy food thinking that, well, this food is supposed to provide my body with something. And not only that, but I enjoy eating. Um, but then you have to go to a separate store to then buy the vitamins and minerals that, that your body needs. And it's like, are, are we not seeing that something seems strange about that to me? It really does. Um, it just doesn't make sense for us to have got to such a place that in 2022 that I... I go to one store to buy food and then go to another store to buy vitamins and minerals. When it's a very simple, it's a very simple biological and scientific fact that the whole reason for you eating is not for pleasure, but the main reason is that your body needs things like vitamins and minerals. I don't know. I think it's pretty simple, but for whatever reason, we have been duped for so many years into dividing and splitting ideas apart in order to like not understand the correlation between I heck I'll even use the automotive industry for example. It's like saying, you know, you got somebody that develops a car, they manufacture a car, you buy that car and then you know, somebody else has to, you know, be uh, providing replacement parts. Okay, so, you know, everybody knows that there's some vehicles that uh, were higher maintenance that when you have a track record that can be tracked, uh, data sets that say that, hey, this particular car, this vehicle, this year, you know, it has problems with, you know, the you know, it's like some people, if they know anything about cars and, you know, trucks, uh, vehicles or whatever, they know that some brands, some car manufacturers, especially some models and makes and years and all that, they have tendencies to um, have problems in particular areas and not to go into detail, but any mechanic will know exactly what I'm talking about. Any good mechanic is going to understand and know and remember and recall trends. And it just seems like, um, how should I say? In other words, it's like anytime money is to be made, it seems to corrupt things. So the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, I'm not really sure what the solution is 
for you, but for me, um, when it comes to losing a job, um, I don't mind losing a job because most of the time I didn't like the job in the first place. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't bother me to lose jobs. You know what bothers me is trying to continually conform to a system that is broken. And I don't care what nobody says. I'm not trying to go liberal or woke on this. Um, I don't consider it that. But some may think that I start leaning left when I start talking like this. Hey, I'm a capitalist. I believe in capitalism. I believe in a free market and all that. But what I don't believe in is a system that is broken. And when you've got the left, the liberals, the, Dem the Democrats, and you've got other people, um, other, uh, how should I say, you've got other agendas that has taken place in this country and in the world for many years that has eroded what once was a, a great um, economy, what, what once was a great superpower. It's like, man, there's a reason why people jumped on the Trump train. There's a reason. There's a reason why the Trump train was was that bandwagon, I guess you could say, that, that so many people jumped on the Make America Great Again bandwagon. Hey, if you're not humble enough to be able to admit that something happened to where we wasn't so great, then to where we needed to be made great again, you know, then whatever, you're part of the problem then. Because pride blinds people. You know, there's a Bible verse for that. Proverbs, uh, I don't remember exactly what, what I know is there, but I don't remember exactly what it is at the moment. It says uh, something around the lines of only by pride comes contention. And, you know, when it comes to trying to recognize a problem, you can't just be blinded by pride that says, oh, no, uh, we're so great. We don't have any problems. We've got a great this, great that, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man. You know, it. it how in the world are we ever going to fix anything unless you're willing to admit there's a problem? And when you've got people looking at people like me like there's something wrong with me because I don't want to get vaccinated from a vaccine because of a virus that wasn't even that, that deadly. That, well, for one, they was deceived in how deadly it actually was. So when it comes to proving that there has been deception all along, revolving around this entire issue um i'm sorry but uh somebody needs to be held accountable i'm really tired of hearing about it i'm really tired of talking about it i'm really tired of seeing just how serious some of these evil assholes um are about trying to silence people like myself 
concerning things that, I mean, man, if this was another country, I could understand completely. Because really, obviously things are different in other countries. But when we've been so comfortable, so kind of asleep or, I don't know, kind of rocked into a weird, um, what do they call that? A strange, uh, like, like, like a haze or something, almost like a, a haze of just numbness, you know, just being, um, indoctrinated into accepting anything and everything just because someone else thinks that it is just the way it is or, well, this is American or that's American. Look, man, not everything is American just because you slap a little American flag on it. Not everything's American because it's been that way for 20 or 30 years. So, I mean, I would think that people would be able to understand very clearly and very easily that we've got a problem of national identity along with understanding what made this country great. If I wasn't born in the USA, I don't think I'd care at all. Um, I barely care <laughs> about some things, but I'm very passionate about the fact that, you know, I have a daughter, I have nephews, um, I want more kids. Um, you know, I really just don't want to think that I sat by and did nothing about some of the strangest things and the, and just, you know, the, the most corrupt things that I'm witnessing in my time, not only, I mean, heck, even if this whole thing didn't happen in the last two or three years, I mean, there's still plenty, plenty of issues for us to deal with. I mean, I'm pretty sure that a lot of things that I have issue with are things that, I mean, that it's been going on for much longer than I've been alive. So, I don't know. I, I see that there are some people that even when they like to talk to talk about these kinds of things, um, they don't necessarily do anything about it. Some people just like to have conversations or they just like to think that they're on the right side or something, you know, but I, I don't always see doers. Yeah, they're doing something like to put money in their pocket. Yeah, um, but that's a sorry excuse, especially when you've got more than enough. You know, when you've got extra time to sit home and play video games as a grown man, that's unacceptable to me. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I just don't care. I don't. I mean, yeah, you've got freedom. That's great, whatever. But to me, it's unacceptable for us to have the problems that we got, and for some to just really not think that they're you know that you need to do something because this the idea of being self-centered of loving yourself so much where you just don't care about anybody else around you 
that if someone like if you think that you're good because you're minding your own business, I mean, there's a time where it isn't about you minding your own business. It's it, it's about saying that like when you're when when you've got people out here that are trying to take other people's freedom of even being able to choose what they put in their body or wear a mask over their mouth. I mean, that's cause for issue. I mean, for me, you know, that's, that's enough for me to say that like people are very serious about following this Vax cult. That's the title of this episode. That's the title of my episode. The Vax cult. And the funny thing is, is some of these people would easily say that I'm trying to start some kind of cult or something because I'm ch- challenging, you know, the, the society's mainstream idea of monogamy uh, as far as marriage goes and all that. You know, I, I'm really not trying to start a cult. Um, <laughs> however, I tend to think that there are many ways that 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 people could prevent others from getting too strong hmm doesn't matter if it's the medical industry whether it's business it, it doesn't matter if it's uh doesn't matter what it is someone out there and this is a proven fact that it's obvious that other nations obviously want to weaken us but uh it isn't just that it's just the simple idea that it's not as bad as it could be yet but i'm afraid or i'm concerned i should say that it's almost like everything i've seen in the last couple years it's almost like dang how much more has to happen or could it just happen overnight at this point when we see what's going on in Canada and the fact that we, we shouldn't assume that we're far off from experiencing similar um, events or similar issues between citizens and the government. Um, but you got to remember, Canada is not its own sovereign nation. Um, they are under, uh, I guess, I don't know how this works, really. I haven't done enough research on it. But supposedly they're under um, rule of England. I'm not sure how that happened. I'm not sure how long it's been. Maybe that's a whole other episode or something. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just people are not perceiving that the antichrist system is already, it's already been in play for so long. I have a book actually, um, that goes really in depth about the situation. And I'm just going to say, I don't want to get in too deep about it unless I have to pray about it. It's, it's kind of a serious matter, especially when you start naming names or whatever. But I mean, you know, it pretty much shows so much proof that, way before I was born, um, that there's, there, there's really been 
people um, that has been setting up um, a kingdom that is not, I'm not talking about the Christian kingdom. I'm not talking about like the gospel and I'm talking about a religion. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something way beyond that. That is of the antichrist system. They have been setting it up for so long. Like I said, I'll, I'll repeat it again before I was even born before you or me was even born. And I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, there's so many aspects of religion and, and of like banking and, and, and all of it tying together um, to where it's it just, it's, it, it's just nuts. I mean, it really is hard to process the complexity of the system that has already been created and the fact that we're here. We're here right now. Like we're here. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. Whether you know it or not, I'll just go to, I'll just say it. I mean, is that people that even do a little bit of study of the Bible, of Bible prophecy, they know the signs of the times and they know we're here. You know, you ever been to the mall and, uh, like maybe when you was a kid or something and, and just thought it was a neat thing to like look at the map at the mall and it says, you are here. And you're like, oh, we're right here. And then you look around and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a shop, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, I got to find a restroom or something, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I just remember that as a kid looking on the map and it says, you are here. And I thought it was just a strange thing to me at the time because I was really little. You are here. And guess what, folks? You are here. If we had a map that showed us a timeline to generally help us understand where we was at in history, we are towards the end of this age. We are, we are coming up on very strange times to the point where I see something in the news the other day or not in the news, but, uh, I, I should correct that. I just seen, you know, there's all kinds of weird things on the internet, right? So I seen something that said uh, something of the around the lines of um, I think it was Japan or something somewhere some I think it was either China or Japan that uh, I'd have to find it that um, it said that uh, they had successive successfully developed the first human animal hybrid. Now, if there's any truth to that, it isn't the worst. It isn't the worst yet. So, when it comes to artificial intelligence and um, some of the visions I've had, some of the dreams I've had over the years, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're just coming up on a very strange time where... Sci-fi movies are going to become reality. And Yeshua said that there would be a time. Now, if this is that time, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But he, he said that there would be a time where, you know, that men's hearts would fail them for the things that were coming upon the earth. And I don't doubt it because 
even though I've been anticipating it for many years, well, for, you know, most, I'd say the last 20 years or something, I've been, you know, I've, I've read the book of Revelation. I read uh, other parts of the Bible. I mean, I've, I've read a lot, you know, pretty much all of the Bible, but I'm just saying that when it comes to, you know, like the book of Daniel or the book of Revelation, those are very specific books that have end time prophecy in it. And um, it's pretty scary to think that we're in that time where some of these very crazy things may happen. I'll, I'll give you another thing. Um, well, in the human, you know, animal hybrid thing, you know, that is the, the reason why some people are concerned about the vaccines is because of the DNA altering effects that is claimed. I mean, it's, this ain't a joke. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is more like saying like, look, when you have people that are so in power, they're, they're, they have so much influence and they, they have so, so much power that they have affected all of our lives. They have made money, a lot of money, um, from the vaccines. All right. Check out this, uh, interview that I found, uh, Candace Owens, she's a a conservative podcaster, talk show host, whatever. Uh, she's she's involved with politics uh, around the country or whatnot. So, anyways, she was interviewing Doctor Malone, and uh, he pretty much goes into the fact that Bill Gates has pretty much monopolized this whole deal um, with uh, vaccines and all that. And I mean, I've had other interviews that. I've come across where it talks about that. Actually, I heard Bill Gates himself. Can't find it at the moment, but if I do, I'll probably put on another episode, maybe. But uh, anyways. Bill Gates was not a coder. Okay? He was not a software engineer. That's not his gift. He is a monopolist. He is an excellent monopolist. He built Microsoft on the bones of IBM and everybody else. He captured that industry. He captured the browser industry, and the government basically shut him down. Remember Explorer? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what did he do when he got shut down and embarrassed? And there's those videotapes of his testimony where he's rocking. Okay, you got a background in psychology. What did he do? He tried to rehabilitate himself. How did he do that? He moved into philanthropic work in public health. And what he has done, it's like you can't, tiger can't change his stripes, leopard can't change his spots. He has systematically monopolized the global um, response to infectious disease. Man, some people just don't care like you do. And some folk just need to get that in their head. They need to get that in their noggin. They may not have your mind. They may not have your conscience. They may not have your heart. They may not have your good intentions, no matter how good you think you are. There are people out there that are so evil and greedy that they don't care about you. And I know that's a hard thing for some people to process because it's almost like they don't think about it. Some, some don't think about it towards they, they, they too don't care. But not on that level. I think there's different levels. 
And when you've got people that don't care so much to where they're, they don't care who they hurt. They don't, as long as they make their money, as long as they, you know, think that, well, they're getting away with it. Um, if there's no accountability, if they think, well, there's no way something could be traced to them or whatever the case may be. I mean, they just don't care. And yeah, if you're a decent human being, it's hard for you to process that level of not caring. So I, I don't, I don't know. I know. I don't know other than when, when you've got news that says that there are reasons, very strong reasons for us to believe that the COVID-19 virus was leaked out of a, uh, a lab and out of China that was actually funded by, I guess, tax, you know, even American taxpayer dollars. I mean, which is crazy to me, but, uh, you know, and then I hear that this whole, what is that, uh, Scientists have announced they have created the first successful human-animal hybrid. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at this picture and I, I'm just trying to understand what it may actually be like to meet up a creature that is human and animal mixed together. Now, I've met some ugly dudes, but uh, this picture I'm looking at is just like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just a strange thing to think that, you know, people actually want to do this kind of thing. Like, what is the purpose? I kind of like being human. I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about like, well, would I be irrede you know, irredeemable? I think some people, they try to think like, oh, well, I've seen all these movies and X-Men and stuff. And it's like, bro, like, I don't care what kind of superpowers they can offer you. I, I, I tend to look at it from a point of view of like, you know, will you be redeemable in any way? Is it at all possible that someone, maybe even if it was done against their will or something, Maybe they didn't know any better. Maybe their mother didn't know any better that they got like, you know, say uh, a vaccine. And then this animal, you know, human hybrid is born and it's like, well, can they be saved? You know, will they go to hell? I mean, you know, what's going to happen to them when they die? I mean, are, is that, and, and, you know, some people just, they don't even believe in heaven or hell. So they, they don't even care. I just don't want somebody tampering with my DNA. I don't want, I don't want little robots, little nano robots in me. I don't want that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that someone somewhere has probably already thought of how to detect this stuff in somebody's body and then how to remove it. That would probably be a good thing for someone to begin trying to understand how to heal people of these vaccines. Because there's probably some people that got it not knowing what they was doing. not They didn't know what was in it. And uh, when I hear about graphene oxide, nanorobots, and stuff like that, it's like, man, it's just too much of a risk. I don't understand. Like, why do you need to put something in your body that is that risky? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Is it Does it make any sense to take the risk? Yeah, I mean, they're... 
I guess there is a chance that people like myself are blowing it out of proportion maybe, but I think it would, I would rather err on the, on the side of caution than to, you know, end up finding out that, uh, that the government can track me now forever, you know, for as long as I'm alive, you know, because I took some vaccine or maybe, uh, two or three years down the road, I, you know, my immune system's compromised because I took that stupid ass vaccine or something. It's like, you know, what is wrong with people that they can't make just solid, reasonable decisions anymore? And, you know, I think it goes into also the fact that people just ain't acting right. Anyways, people be acting strange. They be, I mean, I don't know anymore. It just seems like people are getting worse and worse with morals. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I don't know. It, it just, it's, it's very strange to me. You know, when I, sometimes when I, um, you know, if I go to CVS or Walgreens or something like that, and I notice how many people sometimes are standing in line Actually, even at Kroger's, they have a pharmacy at Kroger's. So it's like, you know, I go to the grocery store or something and I see how many people are standing in line for a prescription. It's like, what, what in the world? Why do you, why is there so many people that require these drugs? And then people have the nerve to say things like just say no, you know, trying to act like that somebody that smokes marijuana or something is, is a druggie, but it's like, but you, all these other people are, they're on drugs, but it's legal, but, but because it's legal, it's okay. Right. I don't know. I, I have a tendency to not see it that way. I look at it like, well, it's no wonder why they have been able, they, whoever they is, someone out there has been able to dupe so many people. They've been able to indoctrinate people. They've been able to brainwash them. I mean, and they don't care if we're united. They don't care if we survive. As, you know, in the current condition we're in, it doesn't look to me like we're in a good position. I hope the Lord has mercy on us. And gives us some more time. I mean, yeah, there are certain things that I just think are inevitable. Plain and simple. Inevitable. But it doesn't mean it has to happen today. It, to me, it's like, I believe that some things can be postponed. That we, we can we can be given more time. And you would think that people would want me praying, you know, or anybody, you know, I, I mean, you, you should pray. I mean, I, I don't know if you got faith or not. Anybody that hears this, I would hope that you would make the decision to try to do something about something and also to, you know, inquire of your creator, you know, to be in agreement with me that we're asking for mercy. Yeshua said that all things are possible with Yah. Well, some would say God, um, to him that believes. So believe with me that the Lord will have mercy on us and that he will give us more time because there's a lot of people that are not ready for the full blown, um, mark of the beast system. Um, I would hope that many people would not take it, whatever it is. I mean, it's still, I don't know. It's it, it, the book of revelation chapter 13, well, 12 and 13, you need to read it because it makes it to me, it makes it clear. But it's like putting 
into your body, whether it's your forehead, whether it's your head. I mean, Elon Musk is talking about putting um, Neuralink or whatever in people's heads. I mean, come on, man, that's invasive. And it, it no, it's not happening. I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I mean, I just, to me, they're always going to present it like, oh, it's going to improve your cognitive function. And if somebody's blind, it can restore their sight and all this stuff or whatever, who cares? Because the book of revelation makes it clear that there's certain things that's going to damn you to hell. And there's got to be a reason for it. I don't know the reason. But I, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just like with vaccine. It's like, why are you willing to risk so much over some small, stupid thing? Okay, so the vaccine, I know people that haven't got it, and they're fine. So I'm trying to understand, why is it worth the risk? I, I just can't say it enough. Why is it worth the risk? If you want to tell me anything, you want to be a guest on this podcast, um, you, got, you, you, you want to rant and rave, you got some comments to make towards me or whatever, I invite you to email me. I have an email that you can email me at. It would be chris.gungho at gmail.com. Again, that's chris.gungho. G-U-N-G-H-O at gmail.com You can find me on Instagram under the Sentinel Spectrum or Gung Ho Media So if you want to DM me you want to email me you got something to say hey, tell me you want to be a guest on a on on uh, I can do a Zoom call uh, as far as like a we can do a, like a we can do video we can do audio it doesn't matter but um, we can even do it just a phone call and I can record it and then put it on my podcast so I'm inviting whoever I may consider it it doesn't mean that it's an automatic but whatever it is what it is. I ain't promising nothing, but, uh, I'm definitely considering a video version of this podcast. Um, not sure when I will do that, but, um, if I choose to, I'm probably primarily going to be doing it on rumble. Because YouTube has already censored me. Already tried to flag one of my videos. Actually, it wasn't even a video. It was just the audio on a video, if that makes any sense. In other words, it's just... It's not even really video. It's just the podcast audio on like a waveform or whatever with the picture of my icon or whatnot. And, you know, it's so strange how quickly that it was flagged. And, um, and they gave me this warning, like, oh, well, I don't know, like I done something wrong or if I, like I was trying to post something really bad or something. I, just, it, I don't know. It's just to me, it just it's my first occurrence like that on there. And I've noticed Facebook is starting to get more. Um, how should I say? More picky or I mean, they're just getting more active or whatnot. Uh, 
it's very strange to me because it's just not what I consider to be extreme. Like there's a point where I've, I've seen extreme things on the internet. I've seen, um, worse things on Facebook and even YouTube. And it's, it's crazy just to think that just merely mentioning say the vaccine or, uh, whatever, uh, what, what's another example? Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's just so strange how that, just mentioning those things, it seems to um, be such an issue for some of these mainstream platforms. And I really hope they get what they deserve, you know, mainly like people just creating their own apps. Rumble, I, I mean, it's okay. They really need to improve upon it. I mean, it doesn't have the features that YouTube does, whether it's, you know, the user design, the user experience. Um, UX design, I guess is what they call it. Um, whether it's user friendliness or, or just, you know, and it's just not the same as YouTube, but it's better than worrying about being censored for something stupid. So, um, I don't know. I, I really can't think of another video platform. I heard that Trump has, and his team has a, uh, social media app called truth social that's supposedly supposed to be released in, in the United States. Uh, I think in March from what I just heard. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's not like we need this stuff. It's nice to have. I mean, people have gotten so used to be able to communicate, you know, with a lot of people really quickly and all that. So it's almost like we don't want to backpedal or we don't want it taken away from us. It, and, you know, I really think we have to have alternative means of uh, the communities that we build. In other words, something as simple as like CBs and, uh, you know, ham radio and just being prepared, you know, having call signs, simple stuff. I mean, I've never been in the military or anything, but, you know, I, I've met people that seem to be more prepared for stuff hitting the fan than myself. Um, but I mean, in general, you know, we have means of communicating. Why not use it? You know, before things get worse, I mean, people really need to get serious, man. I mean, this, this isn't a matter of me trying to create, you know, create a following, create a cult, or, you know, just be like, oh, man, I get followers and likes and I'm making some money or this or that or whatever. Look, man, I'm not making money from this podcast right now. Um, even if I was, I mean, I'm putting time and effort into it. Um, it's posted on Red Circle is a platform that actually distributes my podcast to different, you know, various platforms. So whether it's Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, not yet Apple iTunes, they've always gave me crap about trying to submit and distribute my podcast on Apple iTunes. Don't know why it's kind of strange to me, but whatever. But, um, it's also on iHeartRadio or whatever, but when you go to red circle and I can actually put a link, actually there should be a link, um, in the description of this post, whether it's posted on Spotify or maybe on rumble or whatever, 
there is a way that you can help me out and donate to the cause of this podcast. If you're well-to-do enough to be able to do so, I appreciate it. Um, you know, really, it would just make things easier. I mean, heck, I, I'll just give you an example. I pay like $50 just for uh, the Adobe uh, Creative Cloud package that I use to, well, not only for the audio aspect of things, but also visual things, whether it's graphic design or whether it's... Um, I don't just any of the graphic design that I, that I do, you know, I mean, it, it just, you know, it has, it has a cost to it, you know, whether it's time, whether it's energy, whether it's being able to, um, you know, market the podcast, you know, it's going to take money. If you believe in this podcast enough, I'd appreciate it. If not, I don't care. You know, the way I look at it is the Lord can provide in various means. Um, I do have a cash app. Um, uh, heck, this is the first time I've even mentioned it on this podcast, but, um, it, my, uh, call sign or whatever username, whatever you want to call it on cash app is the dollar sign and raining bear. So it's just dollar sign raining bear, raining bear. So I probably should get one specifically for this podcast, but it ain't a big deal. Um, like I said, you know, all of us have got bills and everything, but some of us got extra money. You know, I, I give to various causes, uh, sometimes charities, church, whatever, this or that or whatever. I'm just making it available to where if the Lord decides to put it on somebody's heart to help me out, then fine. Um, it is what it is. If not, I don't care because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I believe enough in the power of communication to continue to attempt to try to either a educate, maybe a little entertainment, um, to inspire. Maybe somebody gets motivated. I don't know. I've got a little bit of feedback from someone concerning the podcast. It's, it's, it's always positive. And, and yet, um, that's just one person. Uh, the way I look at it is obviously not everybody's going to want to sit around listening to a podcast. Uh, if you've got ideas, you can email me. I've already put my email up on there. Uh, maybe I should re recite it again, but there's various means. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Actually, they, you know, Facebook has, uh, what do you call that? They've suspended me a couple times recently uh, over silly stuff. So I would say the most reliable is the email, chris.gungho at gmail.com. Chris.gungho at gmail.com. You know, you want to hit me up and you got some ideas or whatever? Hey, let me know. I'm open. Because as of now, you know, I'm trying to have something positive that's going to fit this time that we're living in. So basically it's just another form of communication. I do hope that, um, I'm not the only person that makes some type of attempt to try to provoke others to love and good deeds. 
I mean, that's a biblical principle, but I mean, I think it's just, it's just basic. I see other people doing it and it's encouraging, you know, so it, it is, it is encouraging to see that other people care. And I'm pretty sure the Lord Yeshua did say that he would, you know, send the spirit of Elijah. He would send the spirit of Elijah once again and cause revival. I mean, it's talking about like he would turn the hearts of the fathers back to the sons. So I'm not sure if that's right now. I'm not trying to act like I'm some great prophet or something. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that in general that I'm hoping for the positive aspect of Yeshua using me or whoever else to be able to postpone that negative stuff, the bad stuff. And um, hopefully we don't require too much uh, negativity in order to get a clue because there's a lot of negativity already. And I'm hoping the love of God our creator would um, have mercy on us because when you've got people talking about world war three brewing, yeah, it's not, that's not too positive. I mean, I'm beyond the age of getting drafted supposedly. However, war affects everybody. And, um, there are some countries that are not playing around. And when you're talking about superpowers and you've got, um, certain people in certain positions that, um, we, you know, many of us probably think, oh, yeah, that person probably shouldn't be there. You know, let's go, Brandon, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really kind of concerning, you know, to think that we don't have someone that's going to make a proper decision about how to handle a very serious matter, something that's very big much larger than some of us probably realize. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm really hoping for mercy. And so I'm not, not to beat a dead horse, but, you know, if you've got faith in Yeshua, I'm asking that you pray. Pray for me. Pray for this podcast. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Um, you know, faith is said in 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 the Bible to be think you know it, it, it's supposed to be able to yield results so yeshua said uh seek and you shall find asking you shall receive uh knock and it shall be opened unto you he even go, went so far as to say in some sense that you know this is what is reported in saying that ask whatever that your joy may be full now i'm pretty sure that doesn't mean asking for bad stuff but um, he also said, you know, believe that you received it. And uh, so I think it, it's a tricky thing, you know, to try to fight against the reasoning, the logic, the doubt, the critical, you know, ideas that we, we've um, we're used to in this society. But I really hope that we're believing the Lord for good and for mercy for this time. Um, because there's a lot of people that are not ready for the worst for what could be coming. So I'm hoping that you don't join the Vax cult. I'm really hoping that if you 
listen to this podcast in any way, shape, or form, and you even hear to this portion, you've got this far, I'm hoping that you don't join the Vax cult. Um, I'm hoping that you don't waste your life. Uh, I hope that you understand the times we live in. I'm hoping that Yeshua would reach into your mind and heart and do a good work in you, uh, regardless of what you think of me or um, whatever, or what you think of church or whatever your past experiences are. I, I would just go so far as to say is that, you know, he said that you can't come to the father unless he draws you to himself. However, through other people testifying of their faith in Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, of the Gospels and of the Bible and all that. It's like, man, church isn't always a bad thing. Yes, I know it can be, but it's not always a bad thing. The church isn't always in a building. You know, the remnant of the Lord, it, you know, can be around you. You know, it, you, somebody could have prayed for you and you didn't even know it. You know, it's just like, if you had a bad experience with the church or with someone that you thought was of a cult or whatever, I apologize for that. And I'm hoping Yeshua would help you to overcome that offense because I know how that works because I got stabbed in the back by a guy that was supposed to be a friend, supposed to be a brother in the Lord, all that knew him longer than I knew my ex-wife, but he ended up getting with my ex and it's like, man. She claimed to be a Christian. He claims to be a Christian, all this stuff, whatever. And I, you know, it's something I've been dealing with for two or three years. And it's like, I know what it's like to be stabbed in the back by someone that claims to, um, you know, believe, uh, in, in Yeshua, in, in Christ Jesus, in, in the church, uh, you know, all that. So it has deterred me for many weeks, may, actually a couple of years. It's deterred me a lot from, you know, going, wanting to go to church. But however, m my faith didn't really start in a church. I would think mainly the work that the Lord done in me had nothing to do with going someplace rather than it was just a matter of he was working in me regardless of what I was in, whether I was in church or not. And I didn't grow up in church, so, you know, it took a little bit. But I've had some experiences that really, you know, let me know that the Lord can get you wherever you are. So I'm hoping he gets you. And that's a positive thing. Hopefully he'll preserve whoever listens to this. You know, that he'll help you understand. You know, it's like, you know, everybody has a different experience in life and a different take on um, religion and politics and all that. But ideally, you know, it's like if our creator created us to be overcomers, then it means to me that we should, at the least, we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about him or the Bible or whatever. I mean, the it's an American thing. America was founded on the Bible, Bible principles. I mean, I don't care what nobody says. I mean, even if it wasn't. Wouldn't you want it to be? I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, it's, to me, it just sounds strange for someone to try to make it seem like I'm extreme or I'm strange or I talk about the church too much. I'm just like, man, I, you don't even know how long I've, it's been since I've been to church. And yet, um, uh, 
someone that claims to be spiritual ought to consider that, you know, how, how spiritual can you really be if you're not willing to talk about spiritual matters? Because as soon as it crosses over into what someone might consider churchy or Bible or this or that, it's like, you know, what spirit are you talking about? If you're talking about your spiritual, but you don't really get into church. And, uh, I've seen so many people claim to be spiritual and even myself where it's like, I know what it's like to feel like you're, you know, somebody's trying to recruit you to a cult. I know, I know what that's like, but I kind of see that there's a much larger cult, especially with this vaccine stuff. But I mean, even beyond that, it's like, there's been a lot of Satan or like a lot of satanic things um, that's affected this country over the years. And I'm hoping that Yeshua would deal with it and he would help us to understand. And there's some that might listen to me and they'd be like, man, you know, you, you, you get up on a soapbox and you ramble on so much, but does it really ever come to an end? Yes. I'll end my episode with saying that, look, time isn't even an issue sometimes when it comes to really important matters that are eternal because eternity is a long, long time. And if it is forever and it would be much, it would be really worth it. You know, it really doesn't make sense to be in a hurry to dismiss something that may very well be well worth it. So just like people being in a hurry to get a vaccine, it's like, hey, look, some of these people were in a hurry to get this vaccine because that was going to solve their problems. But in reality, it all, you know, for some, it has caused them a whole world of hurt. And uh, all I can hope is that Yeshua would bring justice to the matter. So another time, another time.